Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the NFL episode. What a weekend of football we had. It was wild card, and holy cow, does wild card. I mean, aptly named, that's for sure, because did we have some wild, wild games. Quick around the grounds, favorite moment from wild card weekend. I got to say, watching Brady go bye-bye. Like, the fact that we don't have Rodgers or Brady in the, like, you know, divisional, you know, for the future rounds of the playoffs is just so exciting for me. I love that. So that for me was was a big one. Jamie, what was your pull from this weekend? Uh, we'll stay positive. Um, not we're going to go Dak cussing out Mayer. I think after the third, I think the third touchdown, and he just sees that he misses a kick, and he just yeah, he starts losing on the sidelines. I thought it was very very funny. Yeah, that that was definitely good. I'm sure they'll come out with a lot of memes with that one. Dak's very expressive with with his facials for sure. Laura, what was your pick? Seahawks unfortunately took a little bit of a loss. Little bit of a loss, but you know we we did well in the first half. That was great. That was that was some good football to watch. Um, and DK got a touchdown. That's always great to see. Look, mine. I'm going to steal it probably maybe from Riley, but Sam Hubbard's touchdown. That was just epic. Watching that man run up the field. I did not think he was going to make it, but he did. That was just outstanding. The Bengals would not have won that game if it wasn't for that touchdown, and it was um great to see. Andrews, this close. So I mean, close. the guy was there. You're so close for a big guy. Riley, you look a little sad. Laura seems to have taken your thunder, but what is your highlight of the week? Um, Yeah, well, she did steal mine. So <laughs> we discuss it. I don't know. I think, well, I'll, I'll piggyback on it, and I think it was um, we'll just go with Burrow's post-game presser, and they asked him, like, what he was thinking while Sam was running, and he was just like, run faster, Sam. <laughs> like big boy you gotta move i think it's always cool when uh like a hometown kid gets a big play like he's i think he grew up something like 30 miles from the stadium so like the hometown kid getting the what ended up being the game-changing touchdown um yeah i always always love it little holy moment especially when the big guys run the, oh, sorry did anyone see the hardball interview Oh, um, the <laughs> halftime one where he just was not in—he just wasn't interested in being there. Yeah, just barely keeping it together. It was like one one more question away from a from a meltdown. <laughs> Maybe he should go co- coach college too. Uh, we don't know what likes to say there, but anyway, moving on. As we move into what is now the divisional round of the playoffs, we have four games this coming week. We're going to kick it off with our first game, which is the all surprising Jaguars. How they made it this far, we will never know. Playing against the almighty Kansas City Chiefs. Laura, this is a very, very interesting matchup, but I I feel like a game that could surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think if you watch the first half of that, of that game in the wildcard weekend. You did not think that the Jaguars were going to be here, yet they did something. They pulled it out. They're here. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was was outstanding when he needed to be. I think this is an easy Chiefs win. I think there could be an upset. I think the Jaguars are coming off such momentum, such excitement. You know, who would have thought they would have got here? They're the true underdog for me um, in the playoffs, though, who are still alive. But you're coming up against a Chiefs offense that just can do everything. You know, we've talked a lot about the 49ers and how dynamic they are of an offense, but the Chiefs just have it down pat. I mean, Travis Kelsey, Juju, it's just outstanding football to see. And I just don't think 
the Jaguars are the well-oiled machine to come up against them and actually really challenge them for that championship spot. Um, it would be great to see. We would love to see it. And But I just think, you know, even though the Chiefs defense does struggle a little bit, there's nothing too outstanding going on over there that actually won't matter when you have an offense that can continually come out, throw the ball down the field and shoot targets. So, yeah. Riley, I'm going to give this question to you. As Jacksonville is kind of the underdog here, what do you think they need to do to win? How do they need to stop Kansas City to be able to pull off an upset here? Um, Trevor Lawrence needs to not throw it at the other team. That would help. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, you know, I will give, I'm a bit of a, I'm a Lawrence hater, but, um, I'll give him his, his props. He did not waver. Like coming back that second half, he was just like, like my bad guys. And then, you know, came back responsible for five, four touchdowns, um, you know, I, I definitely think the Chargers lost that as opposed to Jacksonville winning that, which is going to be their excuse me, their biggest, um, uh, I guess, downfall is that the Chiefs are not going to do what the Chargers did. Mahomes isn't going to turn the ball over. He's not going to uh, sort of, if they get any sort of lead, they're not going to play it safe and try and protect the lead. They're going to score like they're behind. So I think in order for the Jags to even remain remotely close, they cannot afford any change of possession where it doesn't need to be. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, you're right. He, we really need – he needs to avoid his four picks. I mean, Lawrence had four touchdowns and four picks, so at least he kind of, you know, evened himself out there. Jamie, if you're Kansas City, how are you winning this game? Are you going into this game fairly confident? Yeah, definitely. The confidence levels are super high. I mean, you've already had a week off. And, you know, it's a war of attrition at this point in the season. You know, no one's super, super, like 100% fully healthy. Um, I think Chris Jones is going to have a big game up front. I think the, I think that uh, Brandon, Brendan Scherf didn't practice today. Uh, so hopefully he's their starting guard. Hopefully he can get back in there because otherwise Chris Jones is going to have a big day. I don't think you need to stress about the offense at all. The Jags are good up front, so maybe there might be some issues in the run game, but we've seen Pacheco come on really well late in the season. That said, they did just stop Austin Eckler. So, you know, we'll have to see how they approach uh, attacking the Jacksonville defense. But yeah, it's Mahomes' heavy favorite. He's a, it, it would be an absolutely monumental shock if they lost this game. It would indeed. I think when we're looking at these two games, you're right. They did stop uh, Eckler, which was a big, big issue, I think, for the Chargers not being able to let him run. He only had 35 yards. Uh, Jaguars had a good run game. They had 109 yards from Etienne, which was a, a good good thing. However, their secondary allowed six different receivers to get double digits, plus another two to get almost double digits. So I think their secondary is going to be a big, big problem going into this game. And I see Kansas City – Taking this one comfortably, I see the Jaguars potentially maybe scoring first just to kind of, you know, scare everybody a little bit. But for me, I'm going to pick Kansas City here. Jamie, Kansas City, Jaguars, who are we picking? Final thoughts on the game. Yeah, uh, Kansas. Um, I think the Jags' only chance at this is a kind of a similar game that looks like the Bengals-Ravens game last week. If you can mess it up and have some long drives and kill some time off the clock, I think that's the only way that they can realistically get close to Mahomes. Laura, Jags, Kansas City, final thoughts on this game? 
I think we could be seeing the Chiefs' third playoff berth in four seasons. Um, I really think that this team just has it all together. They're coming off a bye, and I think they're going to go out and teach the Jaguars what an offense actually looks like. Oh, oh, that's harsh. Riley, get to round us out. I don't think you're going to do what I like to do and sit on your lonely island and say the Jaguars are going to upset, but I could be wrong. Do you have Kansas City or Jaguars here and final thoughts on this game? Uh, no Lonely Island. I think uh, I agree with everybody. Chiefs have just got too much of a complete package um, to lose this game. It'll be a massive upset if they do, especially at home. It's cold in Kansas. It ain't no Jacksonville, Florida. Like Trevor thought he might have had, you know, a bit of an issue there because it was a bit frosty um, in Jacksonville this past week, but he's it's going to be it's going to be much colder in Kansas, and I think they're going to struggle quite a bit. Um, and I think it'll it'll be heavily on Ingram. He seems to be a very key piece for this team. Um, you know, almost a hundred yards. I think he got a hundred yards the week before. He's a massive red zone target. Um, so yeah, it'll be reliant on on his production. But I think the I think the Chiefs are just going to come away with this a little too easily. Yeah, all right. Chiefs four and all for the Chiefs there. So Chiefs, Chiefs sweep, if you will. We're now going to move into our next game, which is Bills and Bengals. This fascinating game. Uh, Bengals a little banged up on their uh, on their offensive line with a couple injuries they sustained in the regular season and a couple injuries they sustained last weekend. They're coming up against a very passionate. Bengals side, if you will, based on the games they've, they've had. Riley, when you look at these two teams, this on paper is going to be a very interesting game, but I feel like it's going to be a bit of a, a shit show. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be one of those games. It might be the ugly football game of the weekend. <laughs> um, I think it's um... – uh, what do you call it? Not full circle, but you know we've got the game back that we lost with the Demar Hamlin injury. Um, obviously, it's not the same game that we would have got. Um, both teams have had injuries of players being out now. It's a Buffalo, not Cincy. Um, that is one of those, uh, I'll say, disadvantages that came from the way that they worked this out. Is that since he never got the opportunity to come the second seed, which would have forced Buffalo to come back to them. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think both teams played pretty poorly um, this week compared to what they're used to to playing. Um, so I expect a lot out of both of them. Um, Bengals and Bills both love uh, an air game. Um Bengals can run it a bit better than Buffalo, but I think they both lean on each sort of play style. Um, and I think a big part of this game is going to be the special teams. Buffalo showed against, um, was it Miami, that they can, oh no, Patriots, they can easily score off special teams. And the Bengals last week against uh, the Ravens did a pretty poor job in the return game especially. So, I will expect there to be 
a bit of a pressure on that special teams and making sure the Buffalo don't get those easy yards. You know, the difference of 10 yards return and no no yards returned in a punt or a kickoff or something like that is so much. Um, you know, that's the difference between punt and field goal. So, yeah, I expect I expect to be very, very high scoring. Jamie, the, the Bills, you know, they're kind of – they've been favorites. They've been talked about, you know, the, the time to go into the Super Bowl, you know, for the past couple of years. They had they came off a very big game two weeks ago after the Hamlin injury. Again, this is a repeat of Bengals um, and Bills from earlier in the season. However, that game against Miami, they just got complacent. I mean, Allen led the league in giveaways during regular season – and those giveaways were, you know, where they lost games. So if you're the Bills, what do you need to fine-tune to stop losing, to not lose? <laughs> and what do you need to do as far as game plan to be able to pull off a win here? I think that their greatest strength can be their greatest weakness, i.e. Josh Allen. Okay, we just said he led the league in turn- uh, in uh, interceptions or turnovers, I think. Is that what you said, Alex? Giveaways, yeah. yep. But he's going to be the reason that they get to the Super Bowl if they get there. So I think if you're going to fine-tune anything, you've got to fine-tune your nerves as a Buffalo fan because it's all on this man. I think that the defense needs to step up. Yes, you're missing Von Miller, but you've shown that you can go deep in the playoffs before without him. Um, They've got some nice linebackers, but there's not really enough pressure on the edge. Uh, I do wonder if they're going to be able to get to Burrow, uh, despite the Bengals having issues with their O-line. You know, I, I, I just feel that they, they don't generate enough pressure to really scare a lot of quarterbacks without Von Miller. Um, so, yeah, those those are the two areas that I'd settle on. Get ready for Josh Allen and fine-tune the defense if you can, especially the pass rush. So, Laura, I guess if we flip it to the other side, you know, Jamie and Riley both touched on on their on their views, but if you're the Bengals, right, you've got a very banged-up, O-line, I mean, in the last week, Burroughs was sacked four times, hit eight, and pressured eight. Uh, And the offensive line was beat a total of 15 pass-blocking snaps. If you're the Bengals, what do you need to do to be able to hold Burroughs in that pocket to protect him and be able to pull off a win here? I don't really think they have an option to protect Burroughs in the pocket. You've got Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa, who are still listed as questionable at the moment. And I think Joe Burrow has to play simple football, kind of like what Brian Dable's done with Daniel Jones. He has to take that look. Okay, one, two, it's not there. Get that ball out. He can't be holding it. He can't be dropping back. He needs to rely on the assets that he's got. But I think that the Bengals are very limited in that department and it's going to be a huge problem. You know, even when this offensive line was fully healthy, when we did see all their starters play, there was nothing amazing. Joe Burrow was still getting sacked. So I think coming into this matchup, this defense is going to be able to pick this O-line apart and they're going to have no problems getting to Joe Burrow. And I think that's going to be their biggest problem coming into this week. Um, yeah, I don't see how they how they do it better unless they try and run the ball, but I don't know how that's going to go against this defense. So if we go around the grounds, I guess I'll, I'll kick us off. You know, I think the Bengals, again, as you said, they're not going to be able to protect Joe and he's not really a, a huge runner and someone help the man with his slide when he goes down, please, because it looks like he's going to injure himself every time. Um, I'm going to go Bills. I just, I think it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be a, a horrible game of football to watch, uh, but I think it'll come down to Bills on a turnover. So for me, I'm going to go Bills, Jamie, Bills, Bengals, final thoughts for the game. 
my head saying bills. I don't know. I don't. I, I just don't feel like you need to give Burrow that much time. You know, I think he's one of those elite quarterbacks that obviously, you know, you do need an, an, a capable offensive line, but he's got all of his weapons. They're healthy. Uh, past past weapons, I mean, um, and he can maneuver a, a little bit, like just enough. I think that you got to keep an eye out for him getting out of the pocket. So, I'm I'm gonna go Bengals. I'm gonna go Bengals. I think. Oh well, one for one, Riley Bengals. You have your LSU boys, so I know that you know you're you're a fan there. So I have an odd feeling where you're going with this one, but I could be wrong. Bengals, Bills, and uh, final thoughts for this game. Technically, every single team in the playoffs had an LSU player, so I win regardless. So did Ohio State. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Big, obviously I'm going for the Bengals, duh. But big um, thing that I heard in an interview with Burrow, I think a week or so ago, he said that in a position where he – knows he's going to have to punt if he just throws the ball away, he'll happily take the sack. He'd prefer to hold on to the ball, get hit, knowing they're punting anyway, than just throw it away. So those something that, yeah, something interesting that he'd happily take that extra five or ten yards, trusting in his special teams, trusting in his punter, and the opportunity that in that second extra that he gets to hold the ball, something comes open. So I think with that mindset too against the Bills, like Jamie said, if they can't get that pressure to him that quickly, he's got such wily receivers, Mixon, um, Samaj Perrine out the backfield, Hayden Hurst. He's got a shitload of weapons. He only needs just that sometimes that extra half a second. So I think it's going to be a lot closer. I'm going Bengals, but nice and close. Make my heart race. Laura, somebody's got to join me on this Bills train. Who you got? Bills, Bengals, and final thoughts for this game. I think for the for the Bengals, you know, looking to the future, it's not very likely they're going to be able to keep this core together. Jamar and Joe Burrow, they're not going to have the salary cap to have everyone together. It would be great to see this team win a Super Bowl. I think they are capable, but I don't think this year is the year. I think last year was their year. Um, hopefully maybe next year, but yeah, I definitely think it's a Bing, uh, a Bills win. Sorry, nearly twisted my words there real quick. <laughs> I think we go back to seeing regular season Josh Allen last week, was, this week was disappointing, but Josh Allen comes back and, and we see the football we're used to seeing from them. It's going to be an interesting football game to say the least. We're going to move into our next game, which is Philly v. Giants. To say <laughs> that I'm shocked that the Giants are here is an understatement. Um, because I just, how the Giants got here, I do not know. But I think when you looked at their game, I didn't realize Jones was, you know, willing to stiff arm and run the ball as much as he did. Um, There was a great report in CBS where they're like, was his number really called 14 times? Did he need to run the ball 14 times? (laughs) Especially when, you know, your backups in the Giants are not that good. So I don't know if I was if I was the coaching staff this week, I'd be reining in those runs and really keeping them limited. But Jamie, you know, these are your boys in the in the Eagles. They've had a week off. The Giants are severe underdogs here. Looking at this game, I mean it's gonna be an interesting one for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the piece that really helped the Giants last week was that they had multiple starters return to their secondary, um, and that helps at any point in the season, uh, let alone the wildcard round. Uh, and also, Vikings' defense was awful. I think we'd seen it all season, but you know the record had kind of put it at, okay, they're 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 in the playoffs and they're top of their uh, division, but they were kind of pretenders all season. We saw how many close games they had. Um, and I do think that, I don't know, this is the Eagles homer and me coming out a little bit, but I do think that they're going to face a completely different caliber of defense in this next game, um, especially against the run. I'm going to be very, very interested to see how they scheme um, Josh Allen in the run game. Uh, we've got some big boys. If, As you said, if there's any injuries to Josh uh, Josh Allen, who am I talking about? Danny Dimes. I mean, it makes you see what they do with Josh they, Allen. They kind of, you know. It'd be great. <laughs> How yeah, they do yeah, that yeah. would be, you know, surprising. But, uh, big white guy, big white guy. Yeah, it's an interesting game. I think Jalen Hurts is off the injury report. Uh, Lane Johnson's going to be toughing it out, even though he's got an abdomen injury. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I just know it's abdomen. So our offensive line is good. Um, and yeah, we've had a week off, as you said. Time to scheme, see what the Giants were doing. I think it's going to be a big score for the Eagles. Oh, okay. Bold prediction there. Laura, Jamie's calling a uh, big win for the Eagles. Now, if you're the Eagles, how do you get this big win? Defense. Easy. In the week 14 matchup, you know, this Eagles defense was able to keep Saquon to 28 rushing yards. And that's going to be the key again in this matchup. But at the same time, you still got Jalen Hurts. It's going to be interesting to see how that shoulder comes out. He might look a little bit rusty. That's why I'm thinking the first quarter definitely is going to be a little bit iffy, maybe a, a pick in that first quarter. But I really do think he's going to get going. And by that second half, he's going to be slinging down to AJ Brown. And I think that this is a team that really has that offensive defense combination right. You know, we talk about the Chiefs, like I mentioned before, their offense is outstanding. Their defense is meh, but their defense has been able to be meh. You've got an Eagles defense that is so strong. And they really can protect against the run, which is what you need to beat a team like this. Danny Jones has played some amazing football. It's been simplified football, like again, like I mentioned. Um, I think this is going to be a great team. I'm excited for them, but I do think that the Eagles are going to come over with it, no problem. So we're two very gung ho for the Eagles. Riley, if you're the Giants, <laughs> what are you doing to cause what would be again a major upset here and edge out the Philadelphia Eagles? I just think that they, they've they got to bring pressure. They've got to force, I can't even think of his name, but they've got to force him to make quick decisions. He is an excellent ball carrier. He has a great pass. He's a very good dual threat quarterback. And I just think that if they're going to have any chance, they just can't let him like sort of sit there and make a decision. Unfortunately, he's got a very good O-line, so he probably will have a lot of time. But I think um, Thibodeau, I think he has had an excellent rookie season. He does not seem to seem to lose any energy. Um, you know, he comes at every snap at 100%. And I think, if yeah, if they're going to have any chance, they really need to get that pressure onto him with as minimal amount of, players as possible um, because obviously when you've got um, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown running up the sidelines, they can get space very quickly. Um, 
But, you know, I think I think the Giants will give them a run for their money. Um, I think, you know, Dayball is probably going to get coach of the year. Um, the Daniel Jones has completely changed his trajectory of his career. You know, last year everyone was pretty much getting ready to say bye-bye Daniel Dimes and now he's probably played himself into a three- or four-year contract. So I think if if he plays as well as he did this last week, that we're going to have a very close game. And you know what? I'll go for the underdog. Let's go, G-Men. Is that is that it? We're pulling out a Giants win for you, are we? Yeah. All right. Well, piggybacking off that one, I thought I was going to be on my lone island. I'm going to go Giants win. I'm going to go by three. Actually, I'm going to go by a field goal, whether it's by two, one, three, doesn't matter. But I'm going to go Giants win by a field goal. So Riley and I are probably the only two sitting on that island. <laughs> Laura, Jamie, you're laughing at, at me as per usual. But Laura, I don't think you have the Giants winning this game. <laughs> No, I have Philly winning this game. I think it's going to, you know, be a little bit messy to start. I think there could be a couple of interesting plays, but yeah, I, I credit to Brian Dayball, credit to the Giants. It's been a great season for them. Um, but come on, easy, easy Philly win. Let's do it. Come on. Jamie, <laughs> yeah. since you're boys, you get to kind of give the last kind of, you know, pick there. I, you know, have an odd feeling. I know where you're going with <laughs> But again, I could be wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, Eagles. I think ever since Riley said earlier in the season, though, you know, interdivision games can be weird. And I don't know, ever since she said that, I've been kind of like paying more attention to interdivision games and just, you're not wrong, Riley. So, yeah, like Laura said, there could definitely be some some funny stuff early in the game. But if the Eagles can't beat the Giants, then they don't deserve to, you know, be the title contenders we all think they are. <laughs> so, second game where we're two and two. So we'll go into the final game, and we'll see if we get a clean sweep here, but I don't think we will. We've got Dallas Cowboys versus Mr. Irrelevant and his San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy. Talk about an absolute turnaround in the quarterback room for the 49ers. If I was them, I'd say bye-bye Trey Lance, bye-bye Garoppolo. You do not need him. Purdy's your guy. Stick with him. This is the eighth occasion that these two teams have met in the playoffs with the winner going on to win the Lombardi Trophy five times. So with that lovely little tidbit, in fact, an interesting notion, I think if we're going to look at it, and I'll, I guess I'll kick this off with this one, but we saw Purdy is not good under pressure. If someone is in his face, if they're pressing him quickly, he he does not do well. He is 71.5 for a passer rating when people are under five yard separation for his receivers. However, he is nine for 10 and 179 yards when there is five plus yards of separation. So in other words, your wide receivers need to be wide open for your boy to hit him. Otherwise, it ain't working. <laughs> or I, I mean, if, if this is a Dallas have a rather good secondary that really picked up last week against uh, Tom Brady. So I would just be sticking man on man on these receivers. I don't think they have another option. I mean, Brock Purdy is so lucky that he has the receivers that he does, that he's got CMC, he's got D- these playmakers that really can do absolutely anything that he needs them to do. Um, that was obviously the key against the Seahawks. Let's not talk about that. But 
you know, I would be, it would be so interesting to take Brock Purdy where he's at right now and put him in a different team and put him in a different scenario and see how he goes. We're obviously not going to do that because we'll see him back in San Francisco next year, maybe potentially with Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, I think this 49ers offense is so special and I counted them out personally earlier in the season. And it's exciting to see that the way that they've really worked CMC, CMC is not getting every ball, every, every big star play, but he's in there in those moments when you don't, you know, when you don't think there's anything else that's going to come from the play, he extends it, he gets the ball where it needs to be. Um, And I think coming up against this Dallas defense, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I'm not too sure how it's going to come across, how it's going to come out. Um, Hopefully we'll see Trayvon Diggs running around. I think he could get a couple of picks. Like I mentioned earlier in the season, I'd like to see him going more um, to defend the catch as opposed to going to the intercept because I think he's a little bit more consistent when he um, focuses more on that as opposed to getting that intercept. But, you know, this Dallas team, what an exciting week that they've had. But I'd be a little – I'd still be quite concerned the fact that Dak can play the way that he played at the end of the regular season then play the way he did this week while he played a lot better, that type of inconsistency, like I've mentioned, is hard to deal with. And I would be scared if I was the Dallas front office. I'd be scared if I was the Dallas fan base. And I'd be scared if I was the Dallas defense, not knowing what you're getting each time your quarterback goes out onto the field. Riley, this Cowboys team is very interesting. Every time they get into the playoffs, it's always will they or won't they? And for the last 30 years, it's been they won't. Um, when they after winning their first road playoff game in 30 years, what does Dallas need to do apart from making their field goals to be able to win this game? Stop <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, they will, yes, they need Doug to not turn it over. Um, but I think, look. I said it last week and that Purdy hasn't played a bad game. He's been very lucky and I thought last week, you know, he might have to to come down to earth and crash and the Seahawks, unfortunately, couldn't keep a lead. But, you know, I'm going to try some reverse psychology. Sturdy for Purdy, you know. Um, And, you know, maybe... (laughs) (laughs) He drops that in way too soon. Christmas, <laughs> um, are like, okay, starting for party. You know, but, mm. you know, he, in my opinion, he hasn't played a good defense. You know, leading up to the end of the year, he had Washington. He had the Raiders, to which they only just won in overtime. And then they had the Cardinals, who didn't have their starting quarterback, who had a coach that ended up getting fired and took a one-way ticket to Thailand and can't be seen again because apparently the Cardinals have to pay him like $5.5 million every year for the next three years. So why wouldn't you move to Thailand? Um, But he's never versed somebody like Mike Parsons. He's never had that kind of front come towards him in a start. And Parsons is a freak. He is such an incredible player, the way that he just makes any position you put him in look so easy, whether he's covering someone, whether he's blitzing, whether he's got the zone and he's following the running back out of the backfield, whatever it might be, he is just exceptional. So I think if Dallas are to win this, it's going to rely heavily on making Purdy throw before he's ready because that's something he's had. He's had all this time 
He's gotten players on a three-yard catch and they've just gone for 70 yards and scored a touchdown. McCaffrey is a freak. He makes yards after catch look easy, same as Kittle. Like He's got such a good core around him that the only way to stop him is to is to actually get in his face. And I think that that's what Dallas need to do. Um, but for my reverse psychology, I'm going to go for the Niners. All right. Okay. We got she's dirty for party, guys. Um, <laughs> can we can we make t-shirts for the show? Just saying we, sturdy. We should. We really should. We'll we'll do that for the uh, Super Bowl episode. I'll get t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially if the 49ers get in there, we'll go sturdy for party. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Jamie, I mean, talking about the 49ers and, and Brock Purdy and an offense that seems to be Peaking, we're just doing horribly wrong with our word choice this evening. Um, peaking at the right time and just firing on on all cylinders on offense and defense. You know, you've got Bosa on defense, who was an absolute outstanding last week on that on that rush defense. You've had you got Debo Samuel who's producing. You've got Brandon Ayuk who's producing. You've got Kittle who's producing, and you've got. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's also <laughs> I was like, I'm missing somebody key here. Also producing their kick. I mean, their kickers are making their field goals. So I guess if you're the 49ers, you just kind of keep doing what you're doing to be able to pull off a win here. Winners of 11 straight, six in a row for Purdy. As you said, he's shown that he can play under pressure. I think the key matchup in this game is the relationship between Dak and Schultz. I think if Bosa can cause some havoc on a banged up offensive line, Jason Peters is questionable. Uh, they've missed uh, Farniak and a couple other players. Um, if Bosa can provide some serious pass rush pressure, then they're going to have to stick more tight ends in that offensive line. If you can hopefully get Schultz in that matchup, that negates him from being a pass, uh, a passing target. We saw a big, big game and, They've had chemistry uh, throughout the year, Dak and Schultz, when Schultz has been healthy, uh, and Dak as well. So, yeah, I think that's the key matchup. I feel I feel the same way about this 49ers team as I do with the Eagles. I think they are right on par. I personally would be surprised if the Cowboys got past this. They had a great game. Dak played amazingly well against the Bucks, But this, again, it's it's it's, uh, it's like the Giants. It's a different level. You're about to play a completely different caliber of team and a team that's got genuine, genuine title aspirations and can back up those aspirations. So I guess Riley started us off. She's going 49ers. I'm not Yeah, I'll go 49ers. I just think I think Dallas have they're gonna be so excited that they won a playoff game that it's just gonna like it's just it's all gonna be too much for them. I just think that that's just not gonna work out for Dallas. I think Zeke is going to have to have a big game, and I just don't think we've seen the production out of him for the last two years. And I'm not dissing my Ohio State boy. I love him, but I just don't think he's going to be able to <laughs> be able to produce what he needs to do. So I'm going 49ers. Riley, you got 49ers. Laura, Cowboys, 49ers. Who you got? I don't know. I think Jerry Jones is keeping Maher to get through the playoffs, but the second that – the Cowboys lose this week to the 49ers. He is getting fired in the press conference. 
I love that. He's going to grow. He's going to do better. Nah, you just don't have a better option right now. Um, I think it's an easy 49ers win. I want the 49ers to win. I didn't think I would ever be saying that as a Seattle fan. Um, but man, you just can't help but root for CMC. I'm so excited for him and what he's been able to do. And Dak, they need to do something about him and he needs to be gone. And I hope he will be gone soon. Um, yeah, so 49ers all the way. For Jamie, it sounds like we're all for the 49ers here, unless you are pulling out a wild card and going to the Cowboys. No, no, 49ers. Um, Shanahan has shown, once again, he's proven his coaching pedigree. And I'm having a complete mind blank on the Dallas coach. Someone help me out here. McCarthy. McCarthy, thank you. Um, he'd still scare me if I was a Dallas fan. You know, I mean, it, it was good last week, but you've seen in the past, he, he can make some boneheaded calls. So, so yeah, it's it's a, 49ers are an upgrade on Dallas in almost every department, I think. All right, we are four for the 49ers. We are split on the Giants-Eagles. We are split on the Bills and the Bengals, but we're all for the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, wild card proved to be fascinating football. I'm sure these divisional matchups are going to be Fantastic football to watch. Just quickly, we added it last week. We're going to continue with it this week. Ten seconds straight off the top of your head. First thing that comes to mind, Rodgers, Brady, what are they doing? Riley. Uh, Rodgers stays. Brady is retiring. Ooh, Laura, Rodgers, Brady, what are they doing? Brady to the 49ers. Rodgers retiring. Oh, Jamie, Rodgers, Brady, what are they doing in the offseason? Rogers to the Vikings. No, I'm joking. Um, Rogers retiring and Brady retiring. I think I think this is the end for both of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you that I'm gonna go Rogers retiring unless he goes somewhere like West Coast. But I could see him going to the Rams, actually. I think that'll be an interesting pickup for them. I wouldn't be surprised if we went out there, but I'm gonna go Brady retiring and starting his Fox uh broadcasting deal. But guys, that is all we have time for. We will be back next week for two more games uh, as we head into the final weeks of the season and we head into the Super Bowl. But enjoy your football and catch you all next week.